Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. What's good, everybody? Welcome in to the early edge and our weekly every single Friday. At 4 p.m. Eastern, props extravaganza on this show. We don't care about money lines. We don't care about spreads. We don't care about totals. We care about props. I need all of you who are in the chat, and you guys come early, so thank you for that. I need you to hit the like button for me. Every time you come in, hit that like button, and then get to chatting. And you know on this show, I have three of the absolute very best so quickly let's take a look at how my boys did last week and we had a really solid week ec and dave each one four proppy solid between here and sports line oh the man's a savage had a great week too including a 30 to 1 hit on Bijan robinson to lead the league in rushing for week two we hit that as well so with all that being said let's bring in the stars of the show you know them you love them proppy is here uncle dave is here but the 15 seconds, it shocks me too. But the man went four and one. EC, floor is yours. Doing this in seven and a half seconds, coach, because I've given some to Dave. Anthony Richardson, I needed three and a half more yards from you. I respect you self-reporting a concussion. You couldn't have gotten four more yards though? <laughs> Dave. <laughs> so I, I lost one of my props last week by a yard and a half to Sean Watson had a long run called back by a penalty. Otherwise, I would hit, but I also won a prop. By a yard and a half. Thank you for every last yard, Michael Pittman. Mwah. <laughs> Big props, sir. Deshaun Watson, by the way, is dead to me. You don't know that somebody's coming behind, swiping the ball, and you're fumbling, scooping score, and I lose the Browns on that? Uh-uh. Deshaun Watson, dead to Stop it, EC. Just stop it. I know you had Hey, that. it prevented me from owing you $200, so thank God for that. That's very, very true. All right, gentlemen, we've got a lot to get to. Now, for those of you that are new to this show this year, we've changed things up just a little bit. We don't go through it game by game by game. We go through it by the prop. And the one category, Uncle Dave, that we rarely get to, that's exactly where we're going to start today. Special teams. Mm. What did you find, big boy? Start us off. Once in a while, I get something very special when it comes to special teams, and it's a kicker prop, baby. If we had sound effects, they'd be going off right now. I'm taking Dustin Hopkins to nail over one and a half field goals at minus 109. The Titans have seen three or more field goal attempts against them in each of their first two weeks. Let me let me actually back up. Does everybody know that Dustin Hopkins is on the Browns now? Coach, are you okay with a, a Browns player? I know you're – Deshaun's dead to you. I don't know about – Not the Browns. rest of the team. I'm good with everybody else. We're good with Dustin Hopkins. All right. 
All right. Excellent. So Titans, who they're playing. Three or more field goals attempted against them each of the first two weeks of the season. Could be a low-scoring game where Cleveland settles for points. They've done a lot of that anyway because Hopkins, he's made at least two field goals so far in every game this year. I think he keeps it going. The juice isn't that bad for a kicker prop. Over one of that field goals for Dustin Big Hopkins. They're not going to cover, though, by the way. I love the Titans against the Browns this week. Do you like Big them, time. too? Yes, yeah, very much. All right, I love that first play. I love that first play. Coming off a four and two week, my man Dave is laser focused, but so is Proppy. Because as as I look at the first name on my sheet, Proppy, uh, maybe you could kind of reaffirm what I just said at the top of the show. What did we hit with Bijan Robinson last week? I can't remember. Yeah, Coach, we hit a beautiful long shot, 30 to 1 odds for Bijan to lead Sunday in rushing yards. Did it by just one yard over two players as well. So unbelievably thin margin of victory. Obviously, we'll take it to the bank. So you got to love that. So we're going to start with a Bijan Robinson prop. We're going to go over uh, 67 and a half rushing yards. Love this spot for Bijan. Uh, now he has a 69% snap share on the season. It was a little bit worrisome week one when Tyler Algier outcarried Bijan. Bijan, but yeah, he's uh, certainly seems to have retaken his place as the workhorse uh, of this Atlanta backfield. 69% isn't necessarily, uh, you know, 100%, but by modern NFL usage, it's a very good number. Obviously, it was enough for Bijan to get 19 carries, go close to 125 yards versus Green Bay. Now he's playing against the Detroit Lions on a fast track in a dome. Uh, I think this game has a ton of shootout potential, so I love this spot for Bijan. We're going to see two Two top 10 rookies battling it out with Jameer Gibbs on the other side. Uh, Bijan, obviously, with the Falcons. A lot of pride there as well. So I think there'll be some extra motivation. Not that Bijan needs it, but I expect Bijan to have 15 to 17 carries and what should be an up-tempo, high-scoring game. Love Bijan this week. It was absolutely phenomenal last week. I think he's in line for just a monster season. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. And then another prop. Sorry about that, Coach. Uh, I forgot I'm giving out two here. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fade uh, Bucks running back Rashad White under 48 and a half rushing yards. This guy has been so dreadfully uh, inefficient this season. Uh, zero push from the offensive line as well. Worst run blocking line in football, according to PFF. Per NFL Next Gen stats, he's rushed for 45 fewer, fewer yards than expected. No running back in the NFL has been worse than that. Now he's facing an Eagles front that has been absolutely dominant. Third in EPA allowed per rush. Uh, a lot of the other rushing metrics they rank in the top five, second in run defense grade, first in run stop win rate. They have a pair of defensive tackles in Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis, two former Georgia Bulldogs who were teammates who are absolutely elite. Both of them have over a 90 grade on PFF through the first two weeks of the season. These guys are interior game wreckers. Uh, this Eagles front seven, particularly this run defense, is as good as it gets. Rashad White has been completely, completely ineffective. They're going to shut him down. 
love fading uh, him under 48 and a half yards. Now, many of you out there know that Proppy moves the lines. We know that. What would you play B. John Robinson up to, Proppy? 72, 73 and a half. Which I guarantee you by Sunday, it'll be there. So play it today. That's why we do this show on Fridays. All right. Now, we got a lot more to get to. A ton of receiving props. Why? Because teams are opening it up. Look what happened last night. Brock Purdy went way over his yardage total. George Kittle went way over his receiving total. We got to feed into that. We got to buy into that, but not before. I tell you this, you want to get ready for the weekend? You want to get ready for the night in sports? How about 6 p.m. Sportsline? Guess who's hosting? You're welcome, America. And where is it at? Snake? Anywhere, anytime, all the time. EC, they actually called me today. Asked, is he, how can EC, can EC host? Can he host? What do you, you no, want? I'm not there yet. Him? No, I, I, hey, I'm on. Listen, coach, any day, anytime, all the time, whatever it is, I'm in. Wait, he's trying to take your job? I'm confused. Really? (laughs) Really? (laughs) I'm just looking out for other spots when I can't work. You know what I mean, Dave? Uh, I mean, yeah. (laughs) I I appeared, Coach, on the only episode in uh, Early Edge history that EC did, in fact, uh, host, and it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Prof. He did a pretty good job. He 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 did it. I forgot. I can't even remember who was on that show, but I know it was probably May 18th, Coach. (laughs) I remember the date. It's tattooed on his arm. (laughs) Not that you remember or anything. Boy, you did a great job. I've got you in my back pocket. Don't even even think that I don't. All right, let's get back to things. And I told everybody prior to the break that we have a lot of receiving props. And I'm starting with you, EC, your first two, because last week, Tyreek Hill kind of got shut down, and we predicted that he would because of how they play defense, which means that's not going to happen back-to-back weeks. Talk to me. Coach, let me tell you when I feel extra smart. It's when I agree with Proppy on something. That's when I know things are good. We had synergy last night on George Kittle. We hit the over by a long shot. So we have synergy on this one. If you check out sportsline.com, Tyreek Hill over 84.5 receiving yards at minus 115. So Jalen Waddle's up in the air. I know he practiced today, but who knows, coming off a concussion, what his status is going to be for Sunday. Tyreek Hill has been so effective, minus Bill Belichick kind of shutting him down. But listen, he has 24 targets in two weeks. We know the volume is going to be there. He leads the NFL in yards per route run. Denver plays primarily man coverage, and Tyreek Hill has a 32% target share against man coverage. He's over this in nine of his 15 games played with Tua. I think he goes over 100. I think this 84 and a half gets blown away. So we're playing the over confidently, and I'm sure Proppy will agree with me. And my second one here, Jalen Warren over two and a half receptions at plus 105. This is a gift from the sports books. So we cashed a running back receiving prop last week against Vegas. So why don't we do it again? His, uh, Warren has six targets in each game. He had five catches for 12 yards and then four for 66. He's getting 41% of the snaps over Najee Harris. And the Raiders have given up four receptions each to Javante Williams, Samaj P. Ryan, and James Cook in two weeks. That's not, not good for the running backs. Remember last year, they had the fourth highest. They gave up the fourth highest yards per reception and the fourth most receptions to running backs. I think uh, Warren hits this easily. And I would play it up to four. I played over three and a half. So we're getting two and a half at plus money. Fine with me. Wow. All right. I love that take. Real quick, proppy question from the chat. Would you play 97 and a half as Bijan's combo number? 
I would absolutely. Bijan has a huge role as a pass catcher in this offense. Uh, he is very versatile, three down skill set. They're heavily utilizing him in the passing game. So I absolutely would play his combo line. I like it just as much as his rushing line, to be honest. Boom. Let me just tell you for those of you who have never watched Proppy before, here's a little translation for you. I'll do this for you. When he gets super excited, when he starts to go a little bit faster, he loves a play. He absolutely loves a play. So that's how you know. And when he doesn't, he still really likes his plays. He's the best. Now, I'm so glad you mentioned that you have a little simpatico with prop stars because I tell people all the time, it's way more than just the early edge. If you're a sports line member, then you can see the reasons why EC loves a play. You can see the reasons why Proppy loves a play, but we don't do duplicate plays here, but we do at sports line. So become a member right here, right now. I'm going to do you a solid. I'll give you 60% off. Use a promo code coach. Then you get all the simulations, all the articles, all the predictions for one very, very low price. This is 60% off your first three months. Make sure you hit that three-month button and not the other two. Use a QR code or go to sportsline.com slash join. Make yourself a smarter sports better. That's what Sportsline is for. Now, Dave, I'm coming to you because I see three names that – are really good names in the NFL, but they're all kind of at different parts of their careers. I like it. Floor is yours. We got one guy at the beginning, one guy at the middle, and one guy at the end. And speaking of Sportsline, I was so excited about a player prop coach, I posted it on Sportsline today. It's already been up there for an hour, and here it is. It's Adam Thielen, over three and a half catches at plus 129. I sat here last week, and I couldn't understand what the odds makers were doing with DJ Moore's receiving prop. He was over that in early third quarter. Thielen might be over four catches by the end of the first half. He had four catches in the first quarter last week. Clearly, the Panthers had him part of their game plan. And he lined up in the slot 70% of the time. That's not a surprise. He's taking on the Seahawks. Slot receivers against the Seahawks. You know how they've done this year? They've done pretty well. The Seahawks ranked bottom 10 in slot target seam per game, meaning Slot receivers get targeted. The catch rate allowed, almost 80%. One pass defensed on 19 targets through two games. 19 targets to slot receivers in two games. Now, to be fair, they saw Monroe St. Brown. They saw the Rams guys, including future Hall of Famer Puka Nakua. Everybody's going crazy about him in fantasy. By the way, he's a start. But Thielen isn't trash yet, at least not when it comes to earning targets. He should be able to get catches, and he doesn't have Bryce Young a quarterback anymore. It's Andy Dalton. Over the last two years, Dalton has thrown 36% of his throws to slot receivers with an off-target rate under 10%. That's really good. This is better than Adam Thielen's receiving prop, which is 35 and a half receiving yards. You could try and play both, but you might as well take the odds on Adam Thielen over three and a half catches. Another older receiver, Michael Thomas. All the rest of my props, by the way, will go on Sportsline, but I'm debuting them here on the show because I love the show, and I started on the show before I went to Sportsline. Thank you very much. Michael Thomas, longest reception, under 19 and a half yards, minus 125. He has one catch this year over 19 yards and 10 catches at 12 yards or less. Here's a fun fact for you. On 12 receptions in his season, 
he's told exactly eight yards after the catch. Michael Thomas isn't a breakaway player anymore. I don't know if he really ever was. He's got great hands. He can run great routes, but he's keeping everything short. He's run 72 routes this season. 20 of them have gone 11 or more yards. Six of them, only six of the 72 routes have gone 15 or more yards downfield and zero have gone 20 yards downfield. He's a short area target for Derek Carr. And now he's going to take on the Packers. They've got two good outside cornerbacks. I think Thomas could get you five or six catches. He might even average 10 yards per catch. But getting 20 yards on one catch, 20 yards or more, ain't happening. Michael Thomas, under 19 and a half yards on his longest reception. Last but not least, one of the most awesome young receivers in the National Football League right now is in Houston. And his name is Nico Collins. And here we go again with another receiving prop with plus money. Forgive me if I want to have you guys make some extra shekels <laughs> this week. But you can get Nico Collins over four and a half catches at plus 114. It should be five and a half catches, and it should be at minus 115. I- I'm not an odds maker. I don't know how they think. Maybe somebody can tell me. But in the meantime, I'm just going to keep cashing the tickets. Collins has at least six catches in each of his first two games. He's averaging 10 targets per game. At least 21% of Stroud's throws have been going to him over the first two weeks of the season. He's taken on Jacksonville. The Jaguars against outside receivers, that's where Nico Collins lives. They're allowing a 72% catch rate and 12 yards per catch. We don't even care about the yardage, but we know that they're not great against the pass, especially to those perimeter receivers. And the Texans have been forced to throw a lot because they're trailing, because they suck. And so C.J. Stroud's going to have to connect with Nico Collins. This is going to be an easy one, too. All three of these I absolutely love, and two of them are plus money. Nico Collins, over four and a half catches, plus 114. I will ask you all a very simple question. Do you want to do the work? I didn't think so. Justin says, Coach and Dave, how did I not know this existed? My favorite two people, period. Wow. Very nice. Justin's got to meet more people. (laughs) EC, they want to know how far you would play Tyreek Hill up to. Over 100, Coach. I feel really confident that he's going to have another boom game. I would ladder that if you want. You want to have a little bit of fun? Let's go Tyreek, 100, 100 and a quarter. You want to go 150 and have some fun with it? Whoa, 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 whoa. Are we allowed, we're allowed to have fun in this business? We're allowed to have fun. This is not saying. serious? This is not serious? You want to make some money? You want to make some shekels, like Stop Dave spread, said? spreading that around. Stop spreading that around. Okay. This is all serious all the time. Serious. By the way, Proppy. That's why we're wearing ties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Puka, over 63 and a half receiving yards. He's leading the league in receiving through the first two weeks. Talk to me. Yeah, I'd lean over. Oh, sorry, did you say me or Dave? Yes, yeah, Proppy. Yeah, yeah, I'd lean over on Puka. Absolutely. Uh, very impressed with his target share. As long as Cooper Cup is not active, he's going to continue to be the engine of that Rams pass offense, which has been very effective. Cincinnati's defense is not a matchup to avoid either. They put defenses in a bind because if, if they play a bunch of zone, Puka gets open every single time. He knows exactly where to find those soft spots. And Matthew Stafford is the engine of this offense in L.A. There is nobody else. And so he's going to keep throwing when they're facing zone coverage to Puka. And when they're facing man, it's going to go to Tutu Atwell because he's faster than most everybody else on the field. And Puka both- may be a rookie. Sorry, Coach. Puka may be a rookie, but he has uh, incredibly developed game, very polished, uh, very, very smart, excellent route runner. Very impressive, Puka. I'm not sure he can beat man coverage yet, but he'll get there eventually. If, if Cooper can come back healthy, and Tutu had 119 yards week one, as did Puka, they both had the same. 
in week one, that could be a dynamic offense if all three mm-hmm. could be, you know, healthy at the same time. So we'll see. Boys, thank you for that added content. So I've seen EC's first two. I've seen Dave's three. Now I got to come to Proppy because uh, there's one player on here that has established himself as one of the premier receivers in the entire league. Then there's another one you like that even though he's a rookie, my goodness, is he a beast already? Who am I talking about? Yeah, Coach, first up, I'm glad you uh, d- d- uh, mentioned him that way. C.D. Lamb, I really believe that C.D. Lamb is about to enter the next tier of absolutely elite alpha wide receiver ones. I'm talking Tyreek Hill. I'm talking Justin Jefferson. I have been so impressed with C.D. Lamb. Uh, we really don't know a lot about this Cowboys offense, exactly what they want to do. They, they've just beat down the city of New York 70-10 to 10 over the last two weeks. Now they're playing the Arizona Cardinals, who are 0-2, a little bit better than we thought, maybe, but yeah. Yeah, Dak Prescott has been quietly excellent. He is third in EPA per dropback, QB 10 in success rate. So he's been very good. CD has been the engine of this Dallas pass offense. 26% first read per target, 3.61 yards per route run. That is second to only Tyreek Hill. 12.9 yards per target as well. Uh, I would blindfolded play cd lamb at this stage under 74 and a half yards or if his if his receiving line is under 75 yards versus any opponent uh this is a good matchup on paper against the cardinals defense that is a pass funnel as well so i absolutely love cd lamb in this matchup uh even when those games were both out of hand pretty much after the first half cd easily eclipsed those so when there's a competitive game script or a competitive game environment he is going to fly over this number so i think these two pass performances were closer to cd floor than his ceiling and he had two monster performances so absolutely love cd lamb uh then we're going to go look at jordan addison the very impressive rookie on the vikings over 51 and a half receiving yards this is just a dream matchup against the chargers 30th in coverage grade 32nd in epa allowed per drop back uh this has the highest total of the week this game is going to be a significant significant shootout jordan addison's profile is also very very exciting he is getting a lot of targets and those targets are very valuable targets because they're coming down the field usually those two don't often match up when you have a deep threat who's receiving a lot of volume but Jordan Addison is that guy now he's facing probably the best defense in the NFL as far as allowing big plays he also greatly benefits from the amount of attention that Justin Jefferson commands on the other side of the field Jordan Addison is going to have multiple big plays in this game love his over on his longest reception prop as well also like potentially uh looking at his alt lines over 100 yards i think addison's going to go bonkers in this matchup listen to what prop you just said you got to look at the defense not just what the guy does the defense they're playing against quick uh quick chat question Proppy. i'm curious Proppy's opinion on justin jefferson's receiving yards 102 and a half Minus 115. Seems a bit high, in my opinion, but I'm not the expert. Proppy. Uh, it's high. You rarely, rarely see guys in the triple digits. The only guy I can honestly remember is Cooper Cup when he had that historic record-breaking season. But, yeah, I don't think you can comfortably fade Justin Jefferson. It's too rich, that triple digits, for me to play the over. For me, it's personally a stay away. All right. Now, if I'm going to reprimand the chat, then I've got to reprimand my crew whenever they step out of line. And, Proppy, you just did that. You probably didn't even know. We're not ever, 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 ever going to expose how the other guys do their picks. And when you say that you would blindfold yourself to make a pick, why would you say how EC does his picks? 
We never talk about it. We never talk about it. Why would you do that? That's like giving up the the secret in a recipe to the sauce or something, Coach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on, EC. Now, I'm coming back to you, EC, as Kate would have it. Uh, now, there's one of the two names I'm staring at that is going to be, I, I think, highly motivated to play for another member of his family this weekend. And I really believe that's going to be a motivating factor for Stefan Diggs. Do you? Yeah, I do, Coach. I'm going to play his over 69 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. Obviously, his brother was lost for the season yesterday in uh, in Cowboys practice. So, you know, Stefan's going to be out there trying to prove something. I know there are weather concerns, and we're going to touch more on those later in the show. But I think they will be out of Washington, D.C. by that point or, or the surrounding area for the most part. And I'm rolling with Diggs uh, over confidently. And by the way, Josh Allen, of all the, the weather that he plays in, Buffalo, which is miserable. He went to school in Wyoming, which is generally in the winter, miserable. I mean, if anybody's a good, bad weather quarterback, it's probably Josh Allen. So that's why I'm confident in this Diggs number, which seems low to me. So he has 20 targets already and 17 catches. The volume is there. He led Buffalo with 35 deep targets last year. And he has the sixth highest first read share among wide receivers. Basically, when Josh Allen takes a snap, he's looking right for Stephon Diggs right away. That target share is a little under 26%, which is great. I think he goes seven catches, 80 yards at minimum. I think this line is at least 10 yards too low. So I'm playing the over here confidently. And then, you know, because I was throwing darts at the dartboard and this one came up. And actually, Proppy agrees with me on this one, too. So I guess a lucky pick on my part. Uh, Samaje Pirine, over 16 and a half receiving yards at minus 120. This is another gift from the betting from the books. Thank you, books, for such a wrong line as far as I'm concerned. So listen, Pirine outsnapped Javante Williams last week, uh, 33 to 30, but they only gave him four touches. They're paying this guy almost $4 million a year to get four touches. Absolutely not. But among those four touches... Three of them were catches for 20 yards uh, in week one. Four catches for 37 yards. By the way, Miami has already given up four catches to Austin Eckler and three to Ramondre Stevenson last week. I love, 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 love this over 16 and a half receiving yards. I think I play it up to 25, maybe even 30. So we're rolling with P. Ryan over receiving yards. Well, Taylor in the chat is asking the question all of us are thinking. EC is a weather capper now? <laughs> Apparently you are. It's all going to move out of the system. It's all going to move out of the metro area long before seven o'clock or whenever this game starts. And by the way, is Bitsy a family member of yours, EC? Wow, you got real. You got one fan. <laughs> one fan. Thank you. But they're very, 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 very vocal. Now, speaking of vocal, Proppy, I'm coming back to you, but not before I ask Dave this question: Do I play Addison or do I play George Pickens this week? For fantasy, I would go with Addison. I know everybody's excited about Pickens and what he did last week, myself included. I drafted him in a ton of leagues, but there were things on the film that I did not like about Pickens. And there's things on the film that I think actually helped Las Vegas cover the number one receiver. Uh, so I'll, I'll just stop myself there. Won't go crazy with the answer. I'd roll with Addison in that high scoring game against the Good Chargers. problem to have, though, picking between those two, in my opinion. Boy, they got both of those on their team. What a great draft you had. And by the way, Dave, you're the greatest fantasy player in America. You can talk as long as you want, but I appreciate you thinking about the time of the show. Sure. Now, Robbie, I'm coming back to you because last week we saw two guys, and it seems so long ago because I think it was Thursday, saw two guys barking at each other. One of them was a stud, 
And usually when that happens, the head coach says, hmm, maybe we should get him the ball in our next game. Do you feel the same way? Coach, we talked about it, I believe, the following day. We're talking about A.J. Brown, and we're going over 68 and a half receiving yards. This is something we refer to as the squeaky wheel treatment because the squeaky wheel gets the grease. We saw A.J. Brown. He was upset because he was not more involved in the game plan. Uh, I really think he's going to be the focal point of the Eagles passing attack this week against the Bucs. If we look at A.J. Brown's underlying metrics, they're still very, very positive despite him not having a ceiling game yet he has a 14.8 yard a dot average depth of target which is very deep he's seen three targets over 20 plus yards as well he has a 29 percent target share 45 percent air yard share that is all the profile of an elite alpha wide receiver one just hasn't matched up uh with a big game obviously we saw uh, a, a catch a catch get called back via penalty that would have given him a 40 plus yard touchdown so yeah we were literally inches away from this happening as a result we're getting a pretty hefty discount here five to seven yards in my opinion. So this is a great spot to attack a Bucks defense that's banged up as well. And another thing this Bucks defense does, it does not get quick pressure. And the reason that is vital is because that allows time for A.J. Brown to get open deep down the field, allows Jalen Hurts uh, with enough time to connect with him as well. So this Bucks team this season has one of the lowest quick pressure rates in the NFL, makes you very vulnerable to explosive downfield passing. So I think A.J. Brown is in line for a big game triple digits. I like his alt lines here as well. And real quick, Coach, just want to point out, I got to tip my hat to my guy, EC, not just because we're on overlapping on a couple of plays. I've just been very impressed with EC's process and a lot of the stats and facts and uh, analysis that he's providing to support those picks. Wow. I don't Thank know how you, much Robbie. he just sent you on Venmo, <laughs> but it must have been a lot. No, here's what it is. I'm playing Proppy in fantasy football this week in one of our leagues. And he knows oh. I'm taking. He knows I'm taking. That's why. You know, we know. <laughs> Last year, he probably used to get so angry because my guy, I have a partner. We used to throw out uh, trades that were ridiculous just to tick Proppy off. And it was. Coach, yeah. Coach somehow got Christian McCaffrey for DJ Moore last year. I'm a legend in fantasy. Don't you know that, Dave? Don't you know I'm a legend in fantasy? If you're letting people give you lopsided trades, then sure, that's that's a type of legend. I don't know if it's the type of legend you want to be. I love it. You know what? I got a lopsided trade in my league, and I'm all for it, Dave. Somebody gave me A.J. Brown for guys that aren't A.J. Brown, and I'll take it, and I'm not complaining. Just to let you guys know how salty I am, the guy who gave coach Christian McCaffrey is no longer in the sports line league as well. <laughs> <laughs> and he still works there. Out of leagues for, for trades. That's how petty we are. But damn it, we love it. Damn it. I we... need to get in this league. Uh, how how is Dave? I, I invited you, Dave. You told me you were too busy. Oh, uh, you're too busy, Dave. Oh, okay. Maybe next year. Maybe. <laughs> Dave forgets. <laughs> has to be in a thousand. Oh, I forgot about that one. I forgot about that one. <laughs> I probably <laughs> did say I was too busy. Uh, Freddie Bear says, great show today. We agree. But part of the reason we're able to have great shows is because of great content. And also because at CBS, we're collecting the biggest leagues in football, not just in the NFL and CBS and Paramount Plus, but also on the college gridiron. Snake? Proppy, Dean said in the chat, was that guy's name Buckets? <laughs> <laughs> it actually wasn't Buckets. <laughs> 
you know the crazy thing? Buckets would probably win the league. He probably he's would. in the league this year, coach, and I am I'm humiliated that we're playing each other this week, and he's projected to score more points than me, and it's like my all time fantasy low moment. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, because those projections mean so much. <laughs> well, still, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> it doesn't feel good when Buckets literally doesn't even know the names of the teams. Exactly. That, that's why he's embarrassed. Buckets picked Giants on the money line last night to give you an idea. Just to give you an idea. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, did. he did. All right. Now, the one thing we haven't done yet is passing props. And the only reason, Dave, that I'm going to allow, allow one of these plays to happen is because I believe that you think the game script for the Bears and the Chiefs will be Chiefs up by a lot and then just hold on to the ball. Am I right? Yeah, it's exactly it. Patrick Mahomes under 34 and a half pass attempts plus 105. Another prop where you've got the odds in your favor. So take advantage of it. Does he have to throw 35 times against Chicago coach? You know the answer to this question. It's no. He needed to do it in week one. He was losing against Detroit. His receivers were dropping passes and he needed to do it in week two as well. Although in that game against Jacksonville, I think they could have run the ball a little bit more. They chose not to. I don't think they need Patrick Mahomes to wing it 35 times to bring home a W against the Chicago Bears. And because he had 39 attempts in each of those first two games this year, I feel like this line is designed to make people say, oh, well, he's already thrown at least 39 times. Apparently, everybody that's a dummy sounds like Yogi Bear. Uh, (laughs) He's thrown at least 39 times in each of his first two games. He's going to go over again. Let's take the over. It's a sucker bet. I think taking the over on this is a sucker bet. So let's take the under. He was under this seven times last year. Kansas City was six and one in those games with three blowouts and two playoff wins, including the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl without Patrick Mahomes throwing 30 passes. Then he might have the exact same thing here. You're going to start him in fantasy. He's going to be awesome, but he's not going to throw the ball a ton. And by the way, the first two quarterbacks to play Chicago, they didn't throw the ball a ton either. We're taking the under on Patrick Mahomes and we're taking the under on Geno Smith. You're going to let this one go through coach or do we not care about Geno Smith in the season? Yeah, no, I'll let this one go through too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Listen, it's the exact same logic. I think the Seahawks will be able to run the ball against Carolina. Geno won't have to throw that much. He was actually under this in week one. It was a loss over it last week against Detroit. It was a shootout that went into OT. Is this game going to be a shootout? Geno Smith versus Andy Dalton. People are going to watch this game. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I think Gino will be fine. 14 games last year when he was 30-plus on pass attempts, not 33, 30-plus. Seahawks were 6-8. and eight. That includes the playoffs. Four games last year with 29 or fewer attempts, 3-1. and one. So I think that this is simply an opportunity for Seattle to win without putting too much on Gino's plate. So I'm going to take the under on both of these quarterbacks. First Mahomes and then Gino Smith, under 32.5 pass attempts at minus 108. Wait a second. Proppy, did he just say an opportunity or should he have said a proportunity, Dave? Come on. Come on, Dave. Come on. It's a proportunity. Now, by the way, the Seahawks are one of my locks of the week minus the six. Yes. They're going to blow out the Panthers. You probably like that Seahawks Titans parlay. 
I love that. The ECU's ears just perked up when you said that last word. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. but we're not supposed to talk about that on this show. So I've just made two mistakes in the last sixty seconds. I'll see myself out. Let, let me say this, by the way. I was scrolling through Google today, and I typed in the game just right prediction. The first thing, honest to God, that pops up is a picture of Coach, and it says parlay. I am not kidding. <laughs> You could try it. You are something. You are something. I will, <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. It's uh, true. I will, I, say, I will say this. You guys know I'm big on TikTok. I'm big on TikTok. And so far, my first two locks of the week on TikTok have gone 2-0. and What was the team? The Ravens. Why? Because Lamar Jackson is happy. And when Lamar Jackson is happy, he performs well. And when he performs well, he does what, EC? Coach, first of all, let me say this. You know, I went to the Harvard of the Southwest, the University of Arizona. You can see the, <laughs> the helmet behind me here, right? Of all the things that I studied there, one of them was not meteorology. But we're going to try that here in this particular pick. We know that there is a tropical cyclone of sorts that is heading for the East Coast, fortunately far, far from where I am right now in Arizona. But I'm still rolling with Lamar Jackson over one and a half passing touchdowns at plus 115 because the matchup is so good. Indy's secondary stinks. They've given up two touchdown passes each to Trevor Lawrence and C.J. Stroud. They've allowed the fifth highest pass yards per attempt and seventh highest passer rating. Todd Monken, the new offensive coordinator for the Ravens, he's promised this is going to become a passing team. It's time to start this week. I don't care if there's a little rain, maybe a little bit of rain. We're not going to have that much, maybe a little wind. If there's lightning, they stop the game. So you know what? A little rain, that's not going to stop me from going over one and a half touchdowns here. Jackson completing nearly 75% of his passes this year. No Odell Beckham this week. Look for Mark Andrews to get one, Zay Flowers to get one. We hit our over at plus money. Joe said it best. Did EC even answer coach's question? No, he did not. Dave, I know you have your thoughts on this. Would you like to add anything, sir? On the weather that's happening, listen, there's three games that look like could be significantly impacted by weather. Usually wind is what matters the most, so that could impact kicking, could impact deep passing, especially from weaker-armed quarterbacks. That would not be Josh Allen, by the way. And as far as rain goes, the only time I've really ever seen rain impact a game is when it's been like torrential downpour where you can't see five feet in front of you, like that much rain. As long as we don't see that, you shouldn't even sweat it. I think fantasy managers and bettors alike should just wait until the forecast an hour before kickoff, make a call by then. There you go. Boom. Hashtag educate and entertain. Hashtag knowledge is power. Now. we're going to go around the world or around our best bets in two minutes or less grab your paper grab your pencil here is the recap i let my guys do it one single solitary sentence to describe their play Proppy, start us off Coach, yeah, we're going A.J. Brown over 68 and a half receiving yards, squeaky wheel treatment. Bijan Robinson over 67 and a half rushing yards, uh, fast track in a dome against a bad defense, very banged up as well. C.D. Lamb over 70 and a half receiving yards, alpha wide receiver one in a Mike McCarthy offense that is usually built around wide receiver ones. Uh Rashad White under 48 and a half rushing yards, been the most inefficient running back in the NFL 
NFL, now playing arguably the league's best run defense. And Jordan Addison over 51 and a half receiving yards coming against the Chargers, who have given up more explosive plays downfield than any other defense in the NFL. Awesome. EC, go. We aren't afraid of any tropical cyclones. Therefore, Lamar Jackson over one and a half passing touchdowns at plus 115. The Raiders are terrible about giving up receptions to running backs. So Jalen Warren over two and a half receptions at plus 105. Proppy and I agree. Samaje Pirine over 16 and a half receiving yards. I'd play it up to 25 at minus 120. Stephon Diggs, he's going to play for his brother this week. Over 69 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. Proppy and I love this one as well. Tyreek Hill over 84 and a half receiving yards. I'd play it up to 150. Why not? The Dolphins roll this week. They are my lock of the week for week number three. Dave, talk to me. The only three must starts on my list in fantasy are Mahomes, Geno, and Nico Collins from the props. But I'm taking all six of these, including the kicker prop, over one and a half field goals for Dustin Hopkins. And how about that prop being the second juiciest of the six that I'm listing? Christmas is coming early. Hanukkah for those who celebrate. And for all you atheists out there, just another regular day of the week where you want to give gifts to your pals. Be my guest. Go ahead and do it. And by the way, can I give myself a pat on the back? Three unders. Never done that before. Three unders that'll come in and cash and hook you up in week number three. I don't think I've ever played three unders before, but <laughs> going to this week, I guarantee you that. I tell everybody. Now, you guys know we like to end this particular show asking my guys, which of the other guys' pick do they love the most? So, Proppy, let's start with you. So I feel like it would be cheating if I took the two picks that EC and I overlap on, which would be Samaje P. Ryan and Tyree Kill. So I'm going to exclude those uh, because we're, we're both on those, obviously. But I will go with Dave's prop of Michael Thomas under 19 and a half yards, longest reception. I thought he broke it down wonderfully. Uh, and I agree with it full, wholeheartedly. Love that play. Love that play. Uncle Dave, what about you? Got to play it back to Proppy because he's got the P. Ryan prop of over 16 and a half receiving yards. It's not that much for him to do. I believe he's done it already in each of the first two games of the season. I think he might be the better running back in Denver. Did I just say that out loud? Ooh. Yeah, kind of sort of feel that way at this point. Not that it's going to end up happening where he's dominating snaps, but he's a good role player who should be able to catch three passes and turn it into about 22 to 25 yards. Fair enough. EC, I'm just well, saying that you went four and one last week and neither one of these two guys. Well, Dave, that, that was actually EC's P. Ryan pick in all fairness. Was it? I thought yes. it was yours. I'm sorry. We were on it together. We're both so on that's, it. We're both on it. Yeah, we're both on it together. Then I like both your picks. Let's all hug. Goombye <laughs> freaking ya. All right, EC, which one do you like? You know what, coaches? I was throwing darts against the dartboard. I almost landed on Bijan Robinson. I think that's a great play by Proppy. I would play that up to what I think the combo yards over 100. This guy has boom potential every time he touches the ball. The highlights are ridiculous. Love that Bijan prop. You will not find a better prop show anywhere. In addition to this show, we have our Tuesday Mega Preview, also at 4 p.m. Eastern time. We break down every single game with the maestro and the stoic one, R.J. White. Then on Sunday, we have two big shows at noon and at 7.30 that are all things NFL. We have more props there as well. Turn on your notifications. What are you doing? Let's go. Also, a big-time thank you to our partners, all of our odds today, powered by our good friends, the king of all sportsbooks, BetMGM.
It's all the damage we can do. A reminder, I'll be hosting, for those of you watching live, Sports Slide on CBS Sports HQ in a little bit more than an hour from now at 6 p.m. Eastern time, getting you set for the night in baseball and also in college football. Somebody in the chat says, Coach, you got any college football picks for tonight? How about this for a little bonus? Wisconsin lay the points. NC State lay the points. San Diego State take the points. Air Force lay the points. There you go, four picks in seven seconds. So with all that being said, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these prop tickets straight to the pay window. From my tiger, Lobo, Proppy, Uncle Dave, my man EC, and the snake always behind the scenes doing the work, making the show look like a million bucks. I am simply the coach, trying to keep this train on said track. We grind for you so we can win with you is truly what we're all about every single day right here on the early edge. Good luck. <laughs>